Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Story time. Me, my wife, and a few of our friends had all been watching a football game at our house, and after it was over we decided to step out onto the deck to smoke some herb. Now my wife was the only person in attendance who doesn't smoke, but she didn't want to sit inside by herself. So I've seen some unexplainable shit before in my life, but nothing like this. We were passing the bong around in a circle, my wife was to my back, and I hear her gasp, like she's seen something that made her hair stand on end. It was a crystal clear night and the stars were all. We all turned around, only to find her staring up at the sky with her mouth wide open. She was pointing up with her arm into the sky, and as my eyes followed her hand up she said with a more worried than frightened tone, what is that? Directly above my house, I saw what appeared to be the outline of a triangle a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made with LED lights of some sort. It was completely silent and looked like it was making the same motions a gyroscope makes as it continued a straight path across the sky. As soon as we all looked up to see it, I got a very strange sensation in the pit of my stomach. Like the kind you get when you're alone in the dark, but you don't feel like you're alone. We watched it fly from over my house, still without hearing as much as a peep, and once it got past my house, one by one the lights faded out, as if it had entered an invisible hangar in the sky. Now again, I personally believe in aliens, but my wife does not, or if she does she refuses to admit it to me. I'm not sure if I believe that a supreme race of beings would bother with us here on Earth if they were capable of travel between dimensions. I've seen stuff that made me stop in my tracks, but it was all stuff that I could take a step back and say no, this is probably what that was. But this. This was something else. I couldn't explain it, my friends couldn't explain it. My wife, of all people, even couldn't tell me that I was crazy for saying it was either aliens or some top-secret government aircraft that the general public has yet to see. Whatever it was, I know that I laid in bed for two days expecting little green men to come and take me away in the night. When I was in sixth grade, I woke up one day with four very small holes on my upper right thigh. It looked like the skin had been cut out in perfect tiny circles, yet there was no blood. The circles were in a straight line and across my thigh horizontally, no more than six inches wide completely. I also felt very tired and couldn't remember what I had dreamt, which is weird for me since I pretty much remember every dream I have every night. I put band-aids on them and went to school as usual. The next morning, I wake up and there are three new holes, right above the previous four. I woke up once again very tired and drowsy, and was now weirded out by how symmetrical everything was that I showed my mom, who said it was most likely ant or spider bites. Next morning, two more holes above the previous three, and the morning after that, one. This is when I was seriously scared since the holes now formed a triangle that pointed to my knee and they weren't scabbing over. I was so tired and confused and was scared to go to bed, so I stayed up really late but woke up the next morning, not even knowing when I had fallen to sleep, only dark and then morning. When I did wake up, I was suddenly very alert, and when I threw my blanket off my legs I found all the holes completely gone. No scabbing or scarring or any trace of the circles on my thigh. I showed my mom and she just brushed it off as if they had healed like any other cut. I'm honestly not sure if this is related, but I do feel like there is a correlation. After this, I couldn't really comprehend math anymore. I had excelled at math all my life but after this incident it was like numbers had no meaning to me and I couldn't figure out simple equations. I went to an advanced school and had been learning algebra and geometry and was doing great, but then it was like poof all my math knowledge and comprehension was gone. 
To this day I can't even do simple addition problems without double checking them. I had a year-long experience of strange events that I've never been able to explain or have a full memory of. It started in winter working up north on a project. Our crew was put up in a motel 10 minutes outside of the largest town in the area. I somehow got upgraded to a king-size bed with couches, nice room. Our days were long so I used the couches to stack my clothes in piles jeans, hoodies, etc. I had brought my entire desktop computer with me and was in the middle of a massive argument with my ex over Facebook Messenger at 1am during the second week up there. At some point I opened my eyes and I was sitting on top of a pile of hoodies on the couch. The time was now 4am. I rushed over to the computer. At some point after 1am I had stopped typing a sentence midway through. My ex had left a ton of messages throughout the night demanding I answer her back. She also left missed calls and texts on my phone that was still sitting beside the mouse. I figured I had somehow passed out, but wasn't sure how I ended up on top of my hoodies on the couch and not just fall into bed. Went to sleep normally for the remaining couple hours before work. A couple of days later a stranger scenario happened. My routine was we'd finish work, I'd come back to the motel around 9pm, shower, change, and drive into town for late night dinner at Boston Pizza only restaurant open late other than McDonald's. So this particular night I went through my routine, took a shower, changed, headed for the door. I got to my car and when I turned it on something felt really wrong. I looked at the time, it was now 2am, I had no idea how I had lost around 4 hours between showering and getting into my car. It felt weird. My whole body felt weird. I felt violated, like a rape victim would describe waking up from being assaulted while passed out. You feel violated but you have no idea what happened. Not a single memory or explanation. I stayed up all night scared shitless trying to figure out what happened. Why was I missing 4 hours? If I had passed out why didn't I wake up on the floor? Why did I feel violated? Etc. The rest of the project nothing else happened, but once I got back home things started happening that were just as weird. There's more to my experiences if people want to know it only lasted for about a year, but those two events were the starting catalysts. I've never actually figured out what happened but most people I've asked all seem to agree it had to be abduction events. Edit, these events happened 2011 to 2012. My job at the time also included four trips of three weeks duration to both that town and another town 40 minutes away from the initial town where the first two missing times occurred. In my research I found out the first town where this happened was and is a hot spot for UFO activity. As to the carbon monoxide question, my landlord required it and still does. It gets inspected twice a year along with the smoke detectors. I don't know however if any of the motels and hotels I stayed at had carbon monoxide detectors. Pretty much a few weeks after I started avoiding sleep when I felt the events coming and would make a point of staying in high populated areas at night, these events stopped and have not returned since. The residual left behind of me not wanting to sleep at night sometimes I chalk up to fear that comes from this event. Same with closing the blinds in all rooms at night. If I want to go to sleep I have no problem doing so since the event, 
and I haven't experienced any similar dreams since either. Not entirely sure if we were abducted, but my wife, who is a non-believer, and I both have missing time. We were having sex on our bed when we suddenly both came to, and were in totally different places in the room. Not sure how much time had passed, but she looked at me and said what the F just happened? I said I wasn't sure. Neither of us were scared, and we were both incredibly tired. We decided we would just go to bed and talk about it in the morning. I looked up instances of missing time and a lot of them said the same thing. When they came to they were just very tired, knew something was totally weird, but just wanted to go to sleep. Edit, we had a carbon monoxide detector. Fully functional. It was an apartment not a house so it was routinely checked and up to code at all times. Edit 2. First, for those saying we automatically assumed it was aliens then? No, please reread the first seven words of my story. We do not know, but just by googling missing time you will find a heavy correlation between that and abduction stories. Secondly, the wife is out of town for the night. I'll throw an edit up in the morning if she wants to chime in about it. Edit 3, okay. The wife texted me and she wants to add something. It was the day we got engaged, of course she wanted to add that because I forgot, oops. She said it was like she fell asleep during sex and she woke up, but she was already sitting up and I was standing at the door. She remembers that we both came into consciousness at the exact same time and were disoriented, but felt like everything was okay. She's hesitant to say aliens, abduction, or even something spiritual, but she exclaims something happened. Unfortunately we may never know, but maybe that's what keeps us alive in the first place. They're out there. I was home alone one evening and had gone to sleep for the night. I live with my so and two indoor cats but she was out of state traveling for business. I woke up in the middle of the night, wasn't sure of time but it was completely dark, because my body was freezing cold. I actually like it cool when I sleep and usually have the temperature around 70 degrees or colder since I live in central Texas. But this was different, I was ice cold but wrapped in blankets, it was middle of summer so evenings aren't cold. When I grabbed my phone to look at the time, it seemed to be off and I pressed the on button but it didn't turn it on. Since I was half asleep, I shrugged this off. I walked out of my bedroom to go adjust the thermostat and noticed that the cats weren't around. This was weird because these furballs are always hanging out in the bed or around the bed. Anyhow, I walked to the thermostat and tried to adjust it but the power to the thermostat, I have a nest, was nil and the power to the house seemed to be off. I peeked out of the upstairs window to see if any of my neighbors were having power issues and noticed that all of their outdoor lights were working just fine. From the time I woke to this moment was probably 1 to 2 minutes maximum. I decide to wander downstairs to grab some water but am startled when I realize there is a glow of light coming from the first floor. The way my house is situated, I couldn't see the light until I had approached the stairs. I found this odd because the power seemed to be out just upstairs, which didn't make a lot of sense. I started walking down the stairs and began to hear a faint humming noise. 
The noise had a high pitch to it with arbitrary pulses of low sounds, almost like a muffled weed whacker that someone is throttling at random. As I continue to walk down the stairs, I spot a dark, slowly moving figure in the room with light at the bottom of the stairs. The next step that I take feels like I walked off the side of a cliff or was sucked into the floor. That is really the best way I can explain it because I don't remember what happened after that moment, I just lost all feeling from my body. My next memory is waking up again to the sound of my phone's alarm. Everything seemed back to normal. I sat there in bed, cats back to being lazy in bed next to me, and tried to think about the two-minute incident that happened in the middle of the night. I am not a sleepwalker and I was definitely not dreaming. My security systems app shows the time whenever a door is opened or closed. I realized that my security system was disarmed on the app and that the front door had been opened and closed several times throughout the night. I pulled up my security footage from the exterior cameras and was surprised to learn that there was zero footage from the night. Like the motion sensors reacted to a random car driving by around 10 PM and then the next thing is another random car in the morning. So someone slash something walked in and out of my front door but the cameras did not capture any footage. My neighbor across the street has a good security system that points at my house so I asked if he can review the footage from his cameras. I told him some made up story about how I thought someone had broken into my truck. Anyway, he said it was weird because when he pulled up the footage from that night, his cameras did not record anything. Just a time gap once again. My first thought was that I was sleepwalking and that the memory was a dream but it just couldn't have been. When I looked out of the window in the middle of the night, I distinctly recall a red pickup truck parked the wrong direction in front of the neighbor's house. I always notice when cars are parked left wheel to curb because I've gotten a ticket for this in the past. Anyhow, the truck was not there before I went to sleep, based on footage, but was there in the morning, based on footage. So the truck was there when I saw it in the middle of the night. I definitely woke up in the middle of the night, cold as ice, no cats, no working phone or thermostat, saw the truck out of the window and then got warped by something on the stairs. A couple additional things were different in the house. The security system was disarmed and I definitely armed it before going to bed. The light was still on downstairs and that was absolutely off before I went to bed. My whole body smelled like burnt marshmallows. I know this is weird but it's really how it smelled. And lastly, my 55-gallon fish tank that sits at the bottom of the stairs in the entryway was missing two-thirds of the water. Seriously, where the F did 40-plus gallons of water go? The whole area around the tank was bone dry and the fish were fine. I think I was mind blown by some thirsty aliens. Last Saturday night, at 11 PM, I was driving on the Belt Parkway by JFK Airport and saw a set of three bright lights hovering over the road up ahead of me, just above the streetlights. It was out of place and as I stared at them a few seconds I was inclined to think it might be some sort of copter drone. I almost pointed it out to my girlfriend as such, but on second thought decided it might be a crane or lift holding a platform. It was only as we got very close that I realized it was in fact a vehicle of some sort hovering very low, under 100 feet, and I want to say closer to 30, and completely still and silently. 
I was so struck by it that I didn't say anything about it until we'd passed under it and I asked my girlfriend if she'd seen it. She had and asked what it was. I assumed it was surveillance drone of some sort, but it was very large, she claims it was at least twice the size of the car and I thought it was the size of a plane. There were bright three cylindrical white lights on it and many smaller lights on the underside. Then we pass another, hovering to the side of the road and are able to really look at it. It is what has been described as a black triangle UFO this is where I get really shocked and a little frustrated. I am now assuming that this is either NYPD or DHS flying these as surveillance drones, perhaps doing speed enforcement. I've heard of sightings of these things and always thought they were high altitude and were either stealth bombers or secret USAF surveillance plane projects being flown late at night over farmland. But now these are being used in official surveillance? When did this happen? I'm venting all this out loud to my girlfriend and she's point out that there are others, some higher up. Over a course of about 3 miles and about 5 minutes of driving, we saw several of these, the first being the lowest. There were plenty of planes landing at JFK so at a crowded airspace, but these hovering crafts were clear as daylight. They weren't moving at all. I figured I'd come home and be able to find some info on what they were. I believe they were too large to be hobbyist drones. It could have been a company flying commercial drones out of the abandoned airport at Floyd Bennett Field, but these were not small. They weren't aliens. The ships were very mechanical and had too many flashing lights to be anything unsanctioned. My best guess is that these were NYPD or Homeland Security or military and that they were testing them out, but the creepy part to me is how big they were and how brazen it was to be flying them right over traffic in one of the most populated places in the world, while I can't find any information about it. This happened to me when I was 10 years old, in Calgary, Alberta, in 1970. I was walking home from school, cutting across the school sports field. Our house wasn't far, we lived across the street from the school. There wasn't any other kids around, since I had stayed late for a volleyball practice, and the rest of the students had gone home 45 minutes earlier when school let out for the day. It is about 4.30 in the afternoon. Something caught my attention from the corner of my eye, and I stopped and turned to the right to look at it. Floating directly above a house-facing schoolyard, was a large UFO. I was in the middle of the football field, so this is about 60 to 70 yards distant from where I stood. The UFO is big, and almost touching the roof of the house. It is completely centered on the house, but it is so big, it also is above the house on the left and right. The lots there are 50 feet wide, which puts the UFO at about 150 feet across and perhaps 25 to 30 feet tall. It is very bright, giving off a harsh white light which is difficult to look at, since it hurts my eyes. I look away back towards my house, and see a car and a motorcycle on the side street which intersects the street with the UFO. That street is about half a block away, and I remember being surprised and confused that the drivers are not reacting to the UFO, which clearly must be visible to them, and so obvious, since it is so bright, but the traffic continues as normal. At that point, I become aware that something is forcing me to turn my head back toward the UFO. 
I'm turning, and my field of view is changing, but I'm not the one doing it. I struggle to turn away, but I simply can't control any of my body. I remember a feeling of panic, then the next thing that I can remember, I'm walking into my house. It is about 9.30 at night, and dark outside. I can't recall anything of the last five hours. My parents were furious with me for being so late. Apparently, my parents and my two brothers had been trying to find me for hours. A voice slash thought in my head tells me to tell them that I'm not feeling well and I need to go to bed. I have no idea where that voice slash thought came from, but I do exactly as it suggests and run upstairs to my room and go to bed. The next day, I still can't seem to explain what happened, and my mother is even more angry with me since my new school shoes are ruined, since the tops of them are all scuffed and dirty, like I was dragged face down across the ground with my feet still dragging on the ground. I told my older brothers what happened, and they suggested I keep quiet about it, since nobody would believe me. Good advice, as it turns out, since in the many years since, most of the people I have shared the story with, don't really know what to say afterward. Many years later, I was looking at my old school workbooks from that time, and they are full of drawings of UFOs, all of the same design, and with more detail than I can recall from memory. For example, in my memory, I can't remember seeing any windows in the UFO, since the light was too bright to make out details, but in my drawings, there were large round windows all around the UFO, some with faces looking out. My fiancé, boyfriend at the time, had just gotten home from work. He went into our kitchen and I walked through the bedroom and into the bathroom and just stopped for a moment. I had a weird feeling, I still can't really put a name to it, so I called him and asked him to come here. I walked out of the bedroom and as soon as we came within view of each other, that was it. The next thing we knew, we were both waking up, laying side by side on our bed, flat on our backs, on top of the blankets and still fully dressed down to our shoes. Three hours had gone by. It was so odd and disorienting, and though we had both just come to, we were extremely tired. We joked about the lost time at first, but the more we thought about it, the more weirded out we became about the whole ordeal. This isn't proof or anything, but I've never been able to think of anything else it could have been. I was camping in a campground in North Ga with some friends. It was starting to downpour so everyone left their tents in the woods and decided to rent one of the on-site cabins for everyone to sleep in. I decided I'd just sleep in my car because they wanted to stay up late and I was tired from kayaking all day. I woke up to the rain stopping and it was kind of cold in the car and I had forgotten my sleeping bag in my tent. I checked the cabin to see if there was any room left and the light was on and everyone was fast asleep, 3 AM. I didn't want to squeeze in so I decided to trek my way to my tent in the dark with a small pen light. In order to get to my tent I had to pass by everyone's that they left. Mine was the last one and even then was 50 feet at least from the previous tent before it. I got in my tent, covered up with my sleeping bag and prepared to catch the last few hours of sleep before sunrise. No more than 10 to 15 minutes from me getting in my tent I began to hear light whispers right outside the tent door. 
They weren't in English and to my recollection indecipherable, not any language I had heard at all. Just as the voices started, two orbs appeared together outside the tent. They weren't the same glare as a flashlight would make and both were of two different colors that to the best of my ability had no real distinct color. Just colorful. The whispers outside the tent began arguing louder between each other, but still in a hushed tone. And as the whispers grew louder, the lights began swirling around the tent. Behind me, to the side to the front. Not in the movement that one could make with flashlights and at this point I realized no footsteps could be heard. I uncovered myself and kneeled on the tent floor preparing for the zipper to come undone like in a horror movie and I was flipping through my mind on what option to take. I was the most terrified I had ever been. Fight or flight. The lights swirled faster and the voices grew louder but still breathy and whispery. My mind raced and I was sweating despite the cold. And then, just like that the lights shut off like switch and the whispers stopped and nothing but silence of an empty wood. I stood there as still as I could and I didn't dare go outside the tent till the sun came up. It was and still is the scariest moment of my life. I hope this makes sense. I've never written it out before. If I need to answer anything I can try in between moments at work. Interesting enough I went to a horror movie premiere recently and there was a scene that had the voices in it and goosebumps ran up my arm. It was identical. I had something very similar happen to me when I was 13. I was home alone on our farm as my mom and sisters were at some sort of high school sports thing. I had just finished chores for the night and was heading back to our house. I had to take off my mud-encrusted lace-up boots, which takes forever, and started listening to what I thought was my mom and sister talking. I remember thinking it was weird as it really didn't sound like them, it really didn't sound like talking actually. My brain knew somebody was talking, in a very loud and annoyed way, but I don't remember actually physically hearing it or able to decipher the language. I was also starting to get a bad feeling over the fact that I did not see anybody come home while I was outside. Obviously, somebody could have pulled in just as I went into our back mudroom, but I never heard either a car door close, the front door open, or the most damning, our psycho rat terrier start to bark. I finally pried my boots off my feet and headed inside, I called out hello while I passed through the kitchen heading toward the front door. Holy shit. The feeling that I just absolutely messed up filled my chest and dumped ice straight into my heart. It felt like the time when I was facing an aggressive bull and the fence line was 100 feet away. My logical brain didn't know why I was messed up but my instincts did. Because I'm lacking in the survival instincts however, I kept walking through the kitchen in order to see who was there. The voices were now arguing with each other and I somehow knew they were talking about me the idiot that was walking toward them. I eventually got to the breakfast bar that divided the kitchen from the front door area. There, I could finally make my body stop walking and froze up. Hanging in front of the door were two grey glowing orbs. The voices were very loud and very angry now, but in a weird muffled screaming way, I knew it was loud but my ears weren't picking it up. Within a second, both of them had stopped talking twirled around each other several times and then shot through the ceiling. I ended up sitting at the kitchen computer, staring at the blank monitor, 
until I heard my mom and sister come through the front door about 15 minutes later. I was about 8 or 9 and my mom tells me we are going on a day trip to meet her high school friend. Cool. I grabbed my Game Boy Advance because I know my mom's friend has kids my age and wanted to show them up in the racing game I had. I overheard this from my mom talking with her friend at her house. They told me to leave the room because they needed to talk about adult things. Little, innocent, curious me wonders what exactly are adult things that I can't hear? Were they gonna throw some new juicy cuss words out? Well, mom's friend had a little girl who would sleepwalk at night. Started when they moved into their new house, Northern California. It was a suburban area but not too suburban, new neighborhood with a lot of empty homes and forest patches in between each community. She was about four years old and they found her one night in the backyard just sitting there. After that incident they decide they need to lock her in her room at night and bar up her windows so that she doesn't end up in the woods nearby or anywhere besides her room really. The story mom's friend and husband wake up to a loud boom on the side of the house in the middle of the next night. Felt like something hit the house because everything shook. They check on their boys, they're good. They didn't hear anything and go back to sleep. They check on their daughter, unlock the door and realize she isn't in her room. They start to freak out, then hear a knock at the door. They open it. It's the effin' sleepwalking four-year-old daughter. They ask her where she's been and she said with the men and points down the street. Pissed off dad sees two guys in coats walking down the street. He yells at them and starts sprinting at them. Mom's friend said coat guys didn't react at all. Coat guys turn the corner, dad turns the corner and they're gone. Mom and dad check the lock and windows. No tampering. They notify the police who pretty much say there's not much they can do but will keep an eye out. Effin' sleepwalking four-year-old daughter is fine. Isn't scared at all. Just tired and goes back to bed. After that my mom didn't understand why I was scared as hell that night. She believes she was abducted but refuses to tell me what happened. Even my dad tells me that he can't tell me the story. Says it's for my mom to share if she wants it shared. But overhearing this when I wasn't supposed to hear it had me tripped out as a kid. Watched the fourth kind later in life and was scared of that movie too. Friends all laughed at me saying it was stupid but they didn't know about my mom's friend's story. So I was about 15. Every night, a guy I'll call Jay and I would sneak out at about midnight and go back home around 4 to 5 in the morning, before our parents would wake up for work. On one particular night, we had just snuck out and it was about 1 a.m. We headed to my backyard, laid on the trampoline, and stared at the stars and talked, like we always did. Now, if you're in a room right now, and you look around, you'll see the definite four corners where your ceiling and walls meet. You can see how. Square? They turn. Edge of wall, sharp turn, second wall, same with your ceiling. You can see each individual flat surface. The sky did that. It went from staring at the stars to looking like a cube of sky. From the southeast corner of the sky came this giant UFO. I mean huge. As if it took up a quarter of the entire sky. 
We both stared at it in dead silence. It didn't make any noise, even as it moved. And while it spun, it was only hovering straight. The spinning didn't move it like you imagine a frisbee doing. The sides just turned while it moved. I guess what it looked like doesn't matter. But Jay and I had our eyes dead set on it. We didn't say a word. We didn't point to show the other person. As it began coming toward us, we both flipped over. Again, no hints, no talking, no eye contact. In total sync, we flipped onto our stomachs and stayed as flat and quiet as we could. Now ducking from something sounds totally normal, and instinct, but that's not what this was. It was literally almost like telepathy. I can remember us having a mental conversation of stay flat and it won't see us. Don't. Move. We watch it make a weird, angled C, shape across the sky. And although it felt totally in slow motion, it could have only been a few minutes because I think both of us held our breath the entire time. Now for the weirdest part, as soon as it was out of sight, boom, daybreak. We had literally just gotten to the yard, and I know it was 1.15 AM, because I checked. But the minute we felt released, from laying flat, it was very bright. Like 7, 38ths colon OOM bright. I don't remember talking to him at all afterwards, other than making eye contact, and then making a break for our homes before our parents noticed we weren't there. A few weeks, even months maybe, I'm talking to my brother's girlfriend about what happened. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Apparently she's real into that shit, but also completely terrified. She said the fact that it felt like a few minutes but then it was suddenly 6-7 hours later truly. 100% makes her think we were abducted. She was serious. I made a joke about how I should go to hypnotherapy to unblock the memories, and she deadpans, and says don't. People who were abducted are traumatized by what happened to them. They even get PTSD. The next day she texted me about how she couldn't sleep. I think abduction is a little bit of a stretch, and she watched too many Discovery Channel documentaries, but, the weird loss of time still irks me. I do know what we saw was 100% real. Aliens? I dunno. Abduction? I dunno. I wouldn't say I was abducted by aliens specifically, but I was definitely taken somewhere. It was more of an abduction of consciousness if that makes sense. 
I don't know, it might have been my body too, it was a weird feeling I can't really explain. I was sitting at the park one day in broad daylight with four or five friends. I lived in a small community in the Midwest so the park was empty except for us. We were talking and smoking, just cigarettes for me, nothing that would alter my consciousness, when suddenly everyone just kind of slowed down and eventually froze completely, myself included. I couldn't move or talk, I couldn't blink, I had to focus really hard on just breathing, and then I blacked out. I woke up alone in a dark, nearly pitch black room with three large illuminated screens around me. On the screens I saw the park from above, the exact spot where my friends and I were sitting. It felt like I was in that room for hours until I blacked out again. I finally came to and realized I'd been crying hysterically on the ground. The rest of my friends seemed pretty wrecked too, like they all just experienced something equally terrifying. I was the first one of us to speak, I said I think I met God, and they all responded with similar brief statements. I remember one girl saying we're on TV somewhere, which expressed the feeling of being watched, unsafe, and violated really well. I can't remember what anyone else said, just the general idea of we just got taken somewhere. We didn't talk about it besides one weird, short sentence each. That was the strangest part for me that we didn't talk about it, but we all understood that we'd seen the same thing. It felt like we couldn't talk about it where it slashed they could see us. We left immediately and haven't spoken about it since. I don't keep in touch with those friends anymore but it would be interesting to know if they felt like it was an abduction of some kind too. I was home alone in this little house I lived in in the middle of nowhere. It was probably around 2 am and I was just listening to music enjoying having the place to myself for a change, when all of a sudden my dogs started going crazy. Normally, when someone pulls in the driveway or comes up to the back door, they go to the door they heard the noise beyond and peek through the blinds to see who it is, but this night they are running all around the house from door to door barking louder than they ever do. When I stood up to go see what the hell they were on about, I noticed that the whole house seemed to be lit up with a deep blue light. Turning into the living room, it became obvious that it was emanating in from each window. I put on my shoes to go outside and see who was out there, but by the time I got out there the light had faded away. There was no sound of a car engine or really anything, and where I lived you could hear a car coming from a mile away. I felt a chill run down my spine but I had the weirdest sense of fight or flight where neither option seemed viable, like I was frozen to the spot. I wanted to turn around and get back inside, and then. I just was. Right back in the chair I was listening to music in. As if I just blinked and there I was. Don't really like telling people about it because it skeeves me out so bad. About 20 years ago I was walking home from the shops with my dad and we stopped to watch some really odd lights in the sky. There were two lights, slightly bigger than the stars zooming around and orbiting each other, making figure eights etc and then they stopped moving, got bigger and bigger until bright light filled the sky and then they were gone, we carried on our journey home. We hadn't stopped for more than 5 minutes the whole journey should have been 20 minutes when we got home. My mum was freaking out, 
We had been gone for 65 minutes. Our watches were both still working but were 45 minutes behind every clock in the house. She had neighbors slash friends bout looking for us. I don't know what happened to us or what we saw, maybe nothing. Edit, there was no search party organized, I worded myself badly. My mother simply had nearby neighbors and friends who would lived on slash near our route home checking to see if they had seen or could see us because it was winter with freezing temperatures outside. It was a dark country road we were walking home along and I was only 8 years old. We also didn't have mobile phones yet and weren't prone to detouring. When I was a child, I used to see lights. I lived out in the country on a farm in Washington State, out near Beacon Rock. I remember one night looking out at the pasture from the front porch. I thought I was looking at the full moon, but it kept getting bigger and was moving left to right over the tree line. I turned around to go get my big brother, and when we came back it was gone. He thought I was messing with him and punched me in the arm. That next week, I went out to camp in the woods. We lived on a few hundred acres, and were surrounded by woods. I would just walk for about an hour or so with my walker coon hound and Australian shepherd until we found a decent spot. I had a 22 LR with me usually, or a 20 gauge. We had settled on a beautiful clearing by a small creek and set up camp. I remember it starting to get dark and starting a fire. The dogs started acting strange and getting loud. My walker starts baying loudly. Next thing I know I'm in my tent and it's super early morning. The tent is halfway open. The birds haven't even started up yet. The fire is completely out, and my walker is gone. My Australian shepherd is outside of my tent whining. I had this really bad feeling, and knew something wasn't right. I got up and puked next to the tent. I still had all my clothes on, but my boots were on the wrong feet. I took them off to correct it, and noticed my socks were wet. I became terrified. This was a new feeling in the woods for me. I was about 11 years old and had been in the woods most of my life. I had never had a feeling like this before. I grabbed my 22 and took off, leaving the tent and everything else I had brought. I sprinted home through the woods and was absolutely relieved when I broke through to the pasture. That dog and I never stopped running. When I got home, my mom was waiting for me and snatched me up. She was crying and said my dad and brothers were out looking for me. She told me Buddy, my walker, had come home around 11 p.m. that night and was baying. That dog never left my side since I got him as a pup, so they knew something wasn't right. She went out to our old red suburban and started laying on the horn to signal my dad I had made it home. Cell phones wouldn't become a thing for another 7 to 8 years. I told her what had happened and she kind of shook it off. Nobody really thought anything about it. A few days later I had just gotten out of the shower. I had this weird habit of chewing my toenails. I wouldn't embarrass myself publicly like this if it wasn't important to the story. I was going to town on my right foot and noticed two little punctures on my right ankle. It looked almost like a snake bite. It was small and red. I instantly thought about that night in the woods and that missing time. Something else was strange. It matched an identical set on my left foot. Same location. They had showed up when I was five or six. 
My mom had found me outside by the mailbox sleepwalking one night around 10 p.m. No one is sure how I snuck out of the house. I will attach pictures for those interested. This is my story, believe it or not. I was living out in the boonies with my mom, I was 15 years old. I had been talking with this girl on and off for weeks and I was on the phone with her. It was just before dark when this chick was telling me that if I come over to her house she will sneak outside to hang out with me as soon as her parents go to bed. Luckily she only lived like 2 miles away and I had a bike. Horny teenage me didn't take long to decide right then and there I was gonna make that trip. Luckily my mom always went to bed super early as well. She texts me sometime after 10 PM that her parents went to bed. It's on. I leave for her house. As I'm riding my bike down these dark country roads I see almost exactly what you described you saw. Orange glowy lights in a triangular formation. They were just hanging there still. I stopped for a second to get a better look because there were some trees obstructing my view and they started looking bigger the more I looked at them. I started to feel this really weird sensation that I can only describe as similar to vertigo. I completely black out. I wake up and I'm still on the side of the road but not where I was before. I got super confused and couldn't quite figure out where I was for a minute. I pull out my phone to look at the time. It's dead. My bike is nowhere to be found. I start heading down the road in what I thought was the direction I came and suddenly realized where I was. I was in the opposite direction of my house from where I started. Like, I was on the same road, just on the other end of it. I turn around when I realize this and run home. I get home and plug in my phone. It's like 2am and I have a bunch of missed calls and texts from that chick asking where I'm at. I go to bed and sleep like shit the rest of the night. The next day I call that girl and I tell her what happened. She sounds skeptical. I ask her what time she called me the first time last night after I left. She said she called me at around 11 o'clock and it wouldn't go through. I left sometime after 10. I know my phone was at nearly full battery because it was on the charger before I left the house. I do find my bike later that day in the same place I remember stopping. It was just laying there on the side of the road. I remember having really crazy dreams and a bad headache for a couple weeks after this happened. You know, after the first couple weeks I never really had dreams much anymore. Still don't. Not sure if it's related at all though. I can't say for sure it was aliens or abduction or whatever but I'll be honest. I'm not normally an anxious guy. But being outside alone at night has creeped me the F out ever since. Staring into the night sky gives me anxiety when I'm by myself now. F everything about that night. I'm not even sure I want to know what happened. I live in a pretty secluded part of Washington state. I was in my late teens and my parents had gone to Seattle for something. So I was put in charge of the property. I was closing everything up i.e. the barn we own and some other small utility buildings, when I look up and see three reddish-orange lights in a triangular formation. They were just floating there, as if they were magnified stars. So magnified, in fact, that everything was slightly illuminated by their warm hue. I'm mesmerized, standing there, and suddenly lose my sense of balance, 
as if the ground in front of me has begun rising, and I pass out. Next thing I know I'm on the ground in the barn I had locked up, according to my watch, half an hour before. Needless to say, I was petrified. I scurried to the house with my tail between my legs scared and confused. I slept not at all that night and any sense of security I had was gone. Even though I was locked safely in my house, I felt hopelessly exposed. In hindsight, I think it's possible I was lightheaded, opened the barn door and fell down, but it still shakes me up thinking about it. When I was about seven, my parents and I briefly lived in an apartment in Chicago next door to my dad's old house. For whatever reason, on this night we all slept on the living room floor, me in between my parents. Sometime in the middle of the night I woke up and was entranced by an orange glow out one of the windows, we were on the second floor. I wandered the five or ten feet over to it and looked out to see what I believed to be the house next door completely gone, and a spacecraft in its place over an empty lot. I remember just standing there staring at it in disbelief, feeling as though I couldn't move an inch. And it must have felt like I was there for ages, and then bam I woke up, back between my parents. So it was a dream. You'd think, except immediately after waking up I rolled over and puked my brains out. I wasn't sick and I don't throw up unless there's a serious stomach virus going on, so it was for an undetermined reason. I won't sit here and claim I was actually abducted, as I got older I started to rationalize that I was probably just scared shitless by the dream, but I always do kind of wonder. I was at a friend's cabin one night with five to six friends. Was late at night and we were all hypnotized for about 15 to 20 minutes looking at these three dancing lights above the hill across the lake. Then a shooting star went across the sky and it lit everything up almost as bright as day. We all ran into the cabin. When looking back at it I get a strange feeling thinking of how we don't have much memories to recollect after we went inside. Deciding to just fall asleep right away instead of talking about what we just saw. Some of my friends old friends get upset if I bring up what we saw let alone our actions after. Edit, rereading the title of the post, it's saying that people who honestly believe they have been abducted, I can't say I believe me or any of my friends were abducted. What I know is the details I mentioned. After seeing those lights I did lots of research on UFOs and stuff for the next few years. I did not think about being abducted then either lol. Do I find it strange we all went to sleep quickly after we went inside yes I do, however there wasn't any overwhelming evidence that we got abducted. Could it have happened though? I have no idea, all I know is seeing those lights was an amazing experience. It really opened my eyes and mind to a much larger world than I saw before. No joke. My grandparents and one of their parents back in the 60s or 70s were fishing on the Georgian Bay in Canada while they were on this island. When out of nowhere they saw this giant orange glowing ball about the size of a large two-story house come from around a bend in the lake and it went silently past them and was really close apparently. My grandpa said it looked like the inside of it was on fire but it was just the surface moving around in a weird way. After it went past them it stopped dead in its tracks and went back the same way it came and vanished around the bend of the lake. 
He looks concerned every time it's brought up and said it was the most terrifying feeling he's ever had. His dad was on the other side of the island and came scooting up in the boat about five minutes later and told them they were leaving because he saw it too. There is definitely something up with these orange orbs and reading these stories actually made me almost tear up a little because everything my grandpa has said is being seen by others and talked about. I'm hesitant to say I was abducted. But something happened. I was about 15 at the time. I was at my grandparents' house with my parents and sister. We were about to eat dinner that my grandma had made before I left to use the bathroom. My grandma is an immigrant from the Caribbean and she always leaves her bathroom window open. It's a mix of being really frugal and just the island custom of leaving windows open for breeze. I found it very uncomfortable to pee in there with the window open so I was always on high alert looking through it when I had to. I was peeing when I heard a noise that I honestly could never explain with words. I guess you'd call it like a high-pitched grating? Either way, it was a strange sound, and the strangest thing about it is that it sounded like it was coming from my own head. It must have been a second later that I saw a blinding light, then everything went black, like an instant sleep. What felt like a moment later I was back in the dining room with my family. They were sitting around at the table, dirty plates in front of them. There was a dirty plate in front of me. I was sitting with them. I had eaten. They were talking casually, in that transition between dinner and saying goodbye to go. They were talking to me about my soccer team, and the conversation felt like we had been talking about it for a while. I could hardly speak but no one noticed. We drove home and I went directly to sleep. I was so tired. The next morning I thought about it. I tried to figure out what it was but it felt so overwhelming to do so that I just decided it was best not to. Something happened, I just have no idea what it was. I guess I honestly don't even want to know what it was at this point because it never happened again, and I'm okay with that. When I was 12, I was playing RuneScape on the computer while my mom and stepdad were out for the night. This was special for me, as I always had to get off the computer when they went to bed. I remember seeing a light throughout thin, white curtains and thinking that they had come home when they were supposed to be gone all night. I went outside and our driveway was empty. Turned out the light was coming from a huge, black triangle with three points of light that was hanging in the sky right above my house. I went inside to grab my parents' digital camera, but by the time I got back outside it wasn't there. I know that night happened, but has felt like a dream since the day after. Made me believe. In the 90s, my family lived in a coastal city in Saudi Arabia. My parents were doing up the flat we lived in so my brother and I had to sleep on the same king-sized bed for a week or so. I was probably around 10 years old and my brother was 13 years old. One night my brother started shaking my shoulder trying to wake me up, saying I am eek, I am eek, do you see this too? I don't know what the time was but it was dark. I was under my duvet and had no idea what he was talking about, I opened my eyes and saw this featureless, lanky, tall person made of dim light. It was standing by my brother's side of the bed. Before I could process what was happening, 
It extended its neck over to the middle of the bed between my brother and I and disintegrated into tiny lights across the room with a massive static sound. My brother and I screamed and hid under our duvets. Next thing I know, I wake up in the morning at the exact same time as my brother, and we just look at each other and run out of the room. We have talked about this incident a few times over the years and we still don't understand what happened. A mutual shared episode sleep paralysis? Monoxide? We had our windows open, the flat was ventilated properly. My parents don't remember hearing any unusual sounds, they slept soundly in their room. I asked my brother when he noticed this thing as he woke me up. He remembers waking up to a glow in the room, opened his eyes and saw this thing of light walk up to his side of the bed and just stand there with a soft humming sound coming out of it. He thought he was dreaming so he tried to ignore it and turned to his other side. He looked back after a while and it was still there so he decided to wake me up. No idea what to make of this incident. I'm over 35 years old now, I've had a few incidents over the years that I can't explain but I'm healthy so all good. My father would tell my this story repeatedly with such a straight look on his face I never knew if it was a myth, but when I ask my grandmother about it she remembers it clear as day as well. My grandmother was just known as mother back then, having three children, one being my future father. They were living out in the middle of nowhere Michigan, lost in the trees and tranquility. Preparing for a weekend without the kids, her husband, my grandfather, was dropping the kids off with family. When he returned the house was dark, that creepy dark where everything feels eerie and you feel alone. They had a fine evening despite his ill-minded thoughts, and they didn't have any problems falling asleep. They didn't have any trouble waking up either as they were woken up by bright flashes through the tiny solo window in their room. They quickly made their way to the kitchen, where they opened the back door to see what was causing the bright light. My grandfather wanting to be brave told his wife to step back and as he opened the back door more bright colors appeared, an array of colors neatly set in a weird shaped circle, floating just right above the ground. As his eyes adjusted to the oddly and humanly bright colors flashing abruptly, he noticed they were coming from some sort of mishapped aircraft, almost shaped like a football, just a little more round but still resembling the bare share shape of a deformed football. He couldn't tell what color nonetheless less material it was made out of due to the bright flashing colors coming from the odd aircraft. It was just small enough to fit in between the patch of trees, but large enough a family cold easily fit in. He noticed something walking towards him, on two legs, two feet, just like a human, though seemed to be nude, it didn't seem to have genitalia from what he saw but everything else was very human-like. The head was elongated, eyes bulged, but could probably pass a deformed human. The creature walked up to him and brought his hand out like a wave, but instead of moving back and forth making a wave motion, his hand was still, as if waiting for a high five. Not knowing what to do, my grandfather stood still until he noticed my grandmother has joined him outside and is witnessing this as well. Seeing her face made him realizing they weren't dreaming. Once the strange human-like creature put his hand down, another one of their kind appeared, walking out onto the same platform his accomplice was standing on, protruding out of the aircraft. He was holding what seemed to be some sort of flat substance, 
The original creature took it and began offering it to my grandparents. Nervously my grandfather reached out for it, but the creature retracted, and reached out to my grandmother instead. She looked at her husband, weary if she shook accept their mystery gift but finally did. It seemed to be squishy, round, like a pancake but larger. The creatures brought out another pancake substance for themselves and began eating it. They looked at my grandparents waiting for them to eat as well. Without thinking, they each tore a piece off and ate it, realizing it must have been made of some type of wheat or grain but not one they've seen here on earth, a different odd grain from wherever the hell these creatures were from. After they saw my grandparents try their pancake, they have another still wave and retreated into Thor aircraft. The platform disappeared with them, and the flashing colors started to fade in the sky. I always asked what did they do with the pancake? Did they give it to the gov? Reported it all? Both my dad and grandmother said back then it would have been hard to report something, without everyone thinking they were crazy. I never got to meet my grandfather to get his side of the story but I have this weird gut feeling they weren't telling a myth. My junior year in college I had a strange experience. First, a few details, my dorm room was attached to my roommate so that I had to go out hers to get to the bathroom or the hallway, she was a light sleeper, but I wasn't the type to be out late so it didn't matter. I had two normal operations in my life at that time and discovered that while under anesthesia, I would wake up briefly toward the end, before I was supposed to. If I get a mosquito bite, I gotta deal with it for at least a month, I'm not a fast healer. One night, I had the most vivid dream of my life, I woke up briefly somewhere else and then I went right back to sleep. In this dream, I looked left, I looked right, and then passed back out just like if I was in surgery. I was on a hospital gurney, slightly inclined, facing the wall. There was ambient noise behind me and the echoes suggested it was a very large room, there was nothing sinister about the noises. On either side of me was a row of empty hospital gurneys. At my feet, just to my right, two people were having a conversation sitting on a bench against the wall. One was a person in a dark suit. The other was, I don't know what it was, it was small and I saw its hands, which appeared to have darker skin, grayish. They were speaking together so animated and excited, like two old friends who hadn't seen each other in years and they didn't notice me wake up. I didn't recognize the dialogue, though I don't speak German, Mandarin, Russian, etc., I recognize them when I hear them. This language was wholly unrecognizable yet the person in the suit was fluent. I went back to sleep. In the morning, I said, self, that was a messed up dream. And went to the shower. As I passed my roommate, who was still in bed, she asked, where did you go last night? I thought that was odd. After my shower, I started to put my makeup on and noticed something on my face. I leaned closer, and could not believe what I saw. Two perfectly parallel lines, impossibly thin, impossibly perfect. There was some clear hard gel on the top and that's what I felt. There was no blood. My own hair was thicker than the width of the cuts, yet I could see down into my skin a little ways. This was 1996, I had never seen anything like this. 
These days I would say it was a laser cut top with liquid band-aid but neither of those things seemed to be prevalent in those days. I said, okay, there's an explanation. I slept on a staple or a paperclip, I do homework in my bed all the time. I went and scoured my pillow for anything sharp. I found nothing, so I got my sewing needle, a staple from some homework, and a paperclip, I dunked them in hydrogen peroxide and made cuts on my face similar to what was there. Immediately, blood welled up and the skin was jagged for all three objects, and the width of all cuts were thicker than the laser cuts. I determined that nothing in my room could have made the cuts, I didn't have an exacto knife but I knew the blood would well up the same way if I did. I skipped my first class as I tried to figure out what to do. I kept obsessively feeling my face all day, in awe of the perfection of what was there and how it could have come to be there. There were only two people on campus rich enough to have a new digital camera, which meant I would have to borrow a friend's 35mm because I didn't have my own. That meant I would have to explain myself to my friend and possibly the Photoshop when the pictures came back. Who would I even give the photos to? Who would I even contact and what would I tell them? In those days if you even said the word alien, you were a pariah. After hours of mental debate sitting on the edge of my bed, I gave up thinking about it and finished my classes for the day. I sat on the edge of my bed into the night, debating, unsure of what to do. In the wee hours of the morning, I woke up. The cuts were gone, completely healed, no trace of even a scar. I was disturbed for a few days, but then I eventually forgot about it. A few years after graduating, I decided I was going to have some dental work done, and I went to two different offices to get quotes. They both took a full facial x-ray. I had long since forgotten my crazy dream and the cuts until I sat down across from the first x-ray technician and pointed to a strange thing showing up above my teeth. I asked if I was looking at a mirror image, because it was on the same side as my cuts had been, rather than the opposite side. No, I was told the x-ray was an actual, not a mirror image so the right side of the image corresponded with the right side of my face. I pointed to the almost square image above my teeth and asked what that was. It's just an, an x-ray anomaly, he didn't seem bothered by it. I figured that meant there was some damage or irregularity with the x-ray plates and let it go. Then I went to the second dentist, orthodontist, and had another x-ray done. You guessed it, the square was there in the exact same place. This time, I didn't even try to make polite small talk or beat around the bush. I pointed to the square and said what is that? This time the tech looked at me funny and said it's an x-ray anomaly. Then she leaned closer to me and whispered, we see them all the time in a way that gave me goosebumps. This was in Spokane, Washington. I didn't know what else to say so I said nothing. Could it be that whatever negatives or plates or whatever they use for an x-ray were damaged in exactly the same spot and exactly the same shape? Maybe I guess. I don't know much about x-rays. After that, I reflected on my situation. I don't feel freaked out, but I think there might be something in my face put there by somebody else. Here's what I know, we do this all the time to other species. We chase them in helicopters, shoot at them with tranquilizer darts, take rectal temperature, take blood samples, stamp radio tags in their ears with no regard to if it hurts or the trauma of the event 
or if their furry buddies will ostracize them later because they have something funky on their ear. In my situation, I was clearly well cared for, if it really happened at all. Someone was there as some kind of representative on my behalf, I was handled in such a way that if I didn't have a weird metabolism, I wouldn't have known what even happened. I never once felt pain, my cut healed instantly. If this is some kind of research-driven radio tag for the purposes of data collection, preservation of habitat or species, like we would do, they did it with far more regard for me than we have for other species on our own planet. I don't know what might happen if I get another x-ray 20 years later. I have tried to look when I go through airport security if anything shows up on the image we see in the booth, but I don't see anything. Strangely, I'm okay with this. I think it might just be science, nothing nefarious or evil. I wish my consent had been asked first, but I suppose it's hard to ask for consent when you're not even supposed to exist.